everyone. This is Jim Gast, and thank you for joining again. No law from left behind. I know it takes time out of your busy schedules uh, to either watch the show live, watch it later on, or watch it, uh, listen to it on podcast. But I really appreciate the time that you spend uh, supporting the show and listening to the show. Hopefully, you get a lot of value out of it. Hey, listen, um, you know, I'm going to start off by asking you today. If you are a fan of the show, if you really enjoy the show, please do me a favor and uh, and go to our our our, our no law from the no law from left behind page on LinkedIn, like the page, and then please go join the no law from left behind group on LinkedIn and LinkedIn as well. Listen, easy to find. You can just search no law from left behind on both of those plat on on both of those for both of those. Remember, there's a page, there's a group. Like the page, follow the page, and then join the group, please. So listen, today's topic, I'm going to talk about your day uh, before and after your law firm gets hit by a cyber attack. Now, of course, I swear, I promise this never happens to you. It's 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 horrible when it does. But you know what? Um, I care and I want you to be mentally prepared for the possibility of, of it happening. And when it does happen, I, you know, I just want you to kind of mentally have checked some boxes in your head as to what to do, right? We want, of course, to take as many precautions as possible to avoid it from happening. But the inevitability is, is that with cybersecurity, it's a, it's a cat and mouse game, right? The uh, cyber attackers are always working very hard to try to thwart efforts, right, and and get through your technologies, right, and your and your protections, uh, and fool your people so that they can lock your systems up. But you know, um, we're we're trying to spend enough money to minimize that risk because there's no end all be all for this stuff. Okay, so I want you to be prepared today. And that's the idea. Before we get started, I wanted to say thanks to Channel Pro. Um, fantastic, fantastic surprise. I was so excited to actually hear that. Um, I heard, by the way, I didn't see it, that they put me on the cover of their magazine. I knew they're going to do an article on me about law firm vertical and how I, how our company is focused on law firms for the last 27 years and how you know, that's grown for us. But I never knew in a million years that they were going to put me on the cover and uh, what an extreme honor. And so the article, you know, is about how to build a vertical. I know it's not really law firm related, but, you know, I shared it out there. If you're interested, you go find it. But I love it. I, you know, hey, man, I think they could have picked a better picture of me. But, you know, what do you want? I'm on the cover of a magazine. I'm really excited about it. So, again, thank you, Channel Pro. I digress, though. So, listen, here's what is going to be going on in the day that you get up by cyber attack, you know, it's going to be like any other day for you. You're going to get up at five o'clock in the morning. You're going to start getting, you're going to grab your phone and start checking your emails. Right. And you're going to be checking your email. because that's what you do every morning. Or a lot of law, lot of lawyers and law firm owners and law administrators do every day is they check their, sorry, plug up my phone here. They check their email when they first get up. I get it. Right. I'm similar. I do different things with my phone. But yeah, it's one of the first things that I'm engaging with. And then, you know, maybe I'm making some coffee. Maybe, you know, I drink Monster. I'm not a coffee drinker. But uh, but I'm going to be starting my day off regular, right? I'm going to get ready. I'm going to get to the office. I'm going to be checking through my email when I get to the office. at 7, 7.30 in the morning. People are going to start rolling in, you know, and they're going to be there. Um, you know, as soon as they get in and they, you know, rolling in around, hopefully they're coming in early, but if they're not, you know, hopefully they're not coming in late, they're coming in on time. 
then you're going to immediately be getting hit with questions and, 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 and things like that from people that are going to be interrupting you from doing what you need to do, right? But that's just going to be a simple interruption, one that you can generally anticipate that your, your organization is going to need demands on you and they're going to ask you for stuff and that's going to get in the way, right? So you're going to have interruptions, right? Nothing compared to what could happen and what would happen later on on the day in which you do have that cyber attack. So, you know, you're going to go out to lunch with a friend, you know, or go out to lunch with a client. Uh, you know, you sit there thinking about what do I need to do when I get back? Hopefully you're focused on your lunch, but, you know, you're running a firm. I get it, right? You're a, you're a law firm manager, law firm managing partner or owner or, or, or principal, if you will, in a law firm, or maybe your legal administrator, office manager, whatever, but you're going to be doing all this stuff. You're going to get back to the office. You're going to sit down. You're going to start working on some document, whether you're a lawyer, whether you're a, you're a, you're, you're a, you're a paralegal, legal secretary. I don't know what your role is, but what's going to happen is the worst case scenario. You're going to go to open up a file in one of your systems, whether it's on a hard drive, you know, on your hard drive, maybe it's on the networks, network share, maybe it's in net documents, or maybe it's in some application and something strange is going to happen right? It's just not going to work. And you're going to be like, what the, you know, is going on here, right? What the bump? And um, that's what my, so I say in our family, we say, well, what the bump, you know, it's, it's a good way of saying something. So you're going to be like, what the bump's going on? You know, I call the tech support, you know, I can't get to my files. They're not opening, right? Call my IT people, right? And so you're, you're in a law firm that's, you know, maybe you're a law firm of five lawyers, you know, then three, three is three people, additional staff that work there. Maybe you're, you know, 20 people, 25 people, 50 people. And then all of a sudden, all of the computers in the entire organization, a little bit of time here and there, one at a time, all of them get black screens on them. It's going to be like it's in a movie or something like that. Okay. Now this is just one scenario in which it could happen, but it's going to be like it's in a movie. And all of a sudden, all the black screens, they're going to pop up on the screen with some really weird ASCII looking thing with asterisks and slashes and stuff like that, making a picture of maybe a skull or something like that. Or maybe, I don't know, you know, every hacker does it differently. Or maybe they're just going to pop up with just general black text. It's going to say something along the lines of your system has been locked and encrypted. Um, pay us $500,000. And I'm not kidding you. That's probably a legitimate ransom number that you're going to see, if not more. $500,000 to unlock your files, send the money to send, send payment to this Bitcoin account or some, some cryptocurrency account. And if uh, within 24 hours, or we will destroy all of your files and make them never recoverable ever again. So yeah, you had distractions earlier, right? You had things on your mind earlier. Think about where you're at now, right? Think about what panic you're going to have, right? And I always say the way to deal with panic is to think about the potential of future panic, okay? Always think about what could happen so that you're somewhat, somewhat anesthetized to it when it does happen. So that you just don't freak out and you're still using your brain, right? It's, it's, I think it's any situation, right? I don't care what it is, a car accident or whatever it is. 
you need to be using your brain at times like this. You need to be thinking through this stuff. I broke my, I broke my wrist. I fell off a, uh, a 10 foot ladder and I broke my wrist. Okay. And I hadn't even thought about ever injuring myself like this. And the first thing I did, I was in shock. I called my insurance company. You know, my wife's sitting there and she's like, you know, we need to go to the hospital. And I got, no, no, no. I need to find out where the best place to get this taken care of is, how much it's going to cost. I'm in throbbing pain. I'm not panicking. My wrist is all mangled up and stuff, but I'm, I'm, I'm in shock. And so, because I hadn't mentally prepared for it. And finally she talked me out of it. She said, just get to the hospital, get in the car, you know? Well, so you need to be thinking about this and thinking straight. I will tell you that your first call needs to be one of those things that you think about in advance, okay? Should it be to your insurance company? Should it be to your IT people, right? I don't know. Everyone's a little bit different, okay? What should the first action that you take? Should it be unplug all the computers? Should it be power down the server, right? All these systems are going to be locked and they're not gonna be usable. But that doesn't mean that the hackers aren't still exfiltrating data or doing additional things, right? I don't know. For your organization, for your law firm, it may be different than a law, another law firm. Maybe you have cybersecurity insurance, you know, a cyber liability insurance. Maybe you don't, right? Maybe you have IT people. Maybe you don't, okay? These are conversations that you need to be going through your head in advance, because you don't want to be thinking about it at the time. You need a bug out plan, you know? You know people people make fun of, you know, or, or you know, kind of tongue in cheek, you know, people, the doomsday preppers, right? I don't make fun of them. I think that they're probably somewhat smart. There's a, there's a line, right, that you can cross, just like you can cross a line on this one. Oh, no, no, we got to do it. We got to have it all planned. You know, there, there's a line you can cross. Every, every organization, every person's different but you need to be thinking about it so that at the moment it does happen, it's not your first thought on it because your first thought will probably not be the best thought in that situation. So here, let me tell you what's going on around you. All of your staff are standing around. All of your staff are panicking actually because they can't do their work, because they've got deadlines, because they've got to talk to clients, because they've got clients coming. They've got papers that are due. They put hours into the stuff that they've worked on all day long, and all of that stuff could potentially be lost, and they have no idea what's going on, all right? That's what's going on around you. Your server's down. Hey, maybe you're lucky. Maybe you're lucky, and your email is still up because you went with something like Microsoft 365. Maybe you're lucky there. Okay, maybe you get lucky and one computer works or something like that, but it can't get any data because it's not on the server. So maybe your first call is to your IT guy, right, or gal, or IT in-house IT person. Doesn't matter to me, whichever one it is. Maybe it's that person. You say, "What do I do? What do I do? We got to get all the stuff back." Well, what about our backups? Okay, maybe you'll get lucky, and they will not have adulterated your backups and made it so that you can't recover your backups. But that is a common thing that happens now. They destroy your backups. By the way, what you don't realize is they didn't just get into your system just now. They've been in your systems for months and months and months doing their work, making sure that they can do their work without detection, okay? Making sure that at the right time, it's all locked up. By the way, it is possible 
very likely possible that they lock all your stuff up on a on a night, like at two o'clock in the morning, and you come in in the morning, and this is the case, right? So it doesn't matter which one it is. You still need to be thinking about what your steps will be, right? Now, there's a whole whole mental uh, process on, you know, information security plans and, um, you know, things like that, right? And, and yes, those are very important, okay? But those also cost money, and I get that. And I get that some firms can't afford to implement that stuff, right? Hey, you know what? Talk to me. We'll, we'll try to help you and figure it out. Um, but some just, you know, hey, cybersecurity, ah, you know, it's not going to happen to us, right? There's that mentality still there. Ah, my IT guys have us covered. Covered. I love that word covered, right? It's a fallacy. It's absolutely made up. It's not real. There's no such thing as having you covered, Right. That's like saying I'm covered for a car accident. No, you could still get in a car accident. Okay. The likelihood is very high that you could get in a car accident. Just like the likelihood is very high. We have rules and laws and regulations and airbags and seatbelts and all that stuff for cars to minimize the risk of the ultimate occurring death. Okay. Well, cybersecurity is no different. We have all these things in place. By the way, if a car accident does happen, we have insurance to cover us, to cover the other car, to cover everybody's medical, both sides, depending on who it is, right? Anybody's property that's damaged, you know, so on and so on and so on, right? Cyber liability insurance is the same, okay? So we want to we take all the precautions we can. We have great antivirus, web filtering, firewalls that are updated, managed services where people are looking at it, detection systems and alarms and so on and so forth, right? so that we take the precaution to minimize the risk. Again, the fallacy is someone's got me covered. No such thing. It doesn't exist. It really never did. But at least at one point, the game was probably a little equally matched between the hackers, cr hacker criminals, cyber criminals, and <clears throat> the IT technology. But today, no. You have to make the worst case assumptions that they know better than you and, and they're going to get in eventually. So there, there's no even playing field. So fallacy that somebody's got us covered, not there, right? It, high likelihood of possibility. We're just minimizing the possibility by all these tools, okay? And then we're also covering ourselves in case it does happen by getting cyber liability insurance. So if you do have cyber liability insurance, Maybe after you talk to your IT guy, and then this is not necessarily your plan, but maybe talk to the IT people, okay? And I keep saying guy, sorry. But the talk to your IT person people, right? And they say, okay, it's stopped for right now. We've taken care of it. Call, well, we're going to take care of it. Hey, get us so that they were not hemorrhaging anymore, okay? Emergency field treatment is what I would consider that. You're in a war. You want to stop, you know, uh, a soldier from bleeding so that you can at least focus your efforts on another soldier, right? Kind of same thing, right? You're triaging, if you will, and stabilizing. Stabilizing, we've stopped the hemorrhaging, call your insurance company. Well, you know, don't wait until it's done. Call your insurance company while they're doing that. Don't have insurance, you're, you know, your next call should probably be somebody like myself, right? Somebody that's very smart in this area that can help guide you. That's kind of mentally already thought through this process. But, you know, um, if, if you bought insurance, cyber liability insurance, well, let's kind of go through the scenarios of what can happen when you call your insurance broker. 
Maybe you think you have it. You just don't know. You call your insurance co- insurance broker, your insurance company. Hey, you know, Bob, Sally, hey, uh, we were just hit by a ransom attack and uh, I need to get coverage for it because we need to get this fixed and we get this fixed yesterday. I've got, we're down, blah, 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 blah. By the way, we'll get to the down part in a second here and how long you're going to be down. Well, you know, Bob or Sally insurance company is going to say, well, your coverage is general liability. It's not, doesn't cover that. Your coverage is errors and omissions. It doesn't cover that. Or maybe you're going to get lucky and they're going to say, great. Or not going to say great, but maybe they're going to say, not a problem. Don't worry. We will get them moving your cyber liability insurance carrier moving on this. Let's get something going and we'll make some calls. So they're doing, then maybe you get lucky. If you didn't buy the insurance, you're going to be really surprised and you're going to have a much harder couple of weeks ahead of you. All right. If you did, then what they're going to do is they're going to get the insurance company involved and the insurance company, cyber liability insurance company is going to dictate everything that happens from there. You don't have a choice. Okay. If you want them to pay the bill, if you want them to fix your, get your stuff fixed, they're going to tell you everything's going to be done. Oh, by the way, if you got a half a million dollar insurance, a half a million dollar ransom, most cyber liability insurance carriers have a company that they can turn to that can actually negotiate that so that they're paying a less amount. It's still going to be $100,000 they're going to pay or more, right? But at least they know if they can negotiate it down or not, right? They have a likelihood of getting your stuff unlocked and they know if that, when they pay that ransom, if your stuff's going to get locked or not, because they have telemetry on all, there's all kinds of statistics on the hacker criminal organizations and what they will and won't do. And if they'll share information and how likely you are to get attacked again. All right. Now at this time, your, your IT people may or may not be out of the equation, right? They may be bringing in the insurance company, maybe bringing in their own insurance company, but one thing's for certain, they're probably going to tell you, they're probably going to be in, bring in a, a company to actually stop the hemorrhaging themselves, make sure it's all stopped. And they're probably going to say, don't touch anything. Wait a minute. We've got a business to run. Don't touch anything. That's not realistic for us. Again, I'm trying to get your mind around what could possibly happen here. Okay. So the possibility exists. They're going to say, don't touch anything. The possibility exists. They're going to say, you can't use any of that stuff again. The possibility exists. They're going to say, format the hard drives and reinstall everything on everywhere. The possibility exists that you're going to have to find ways to restore from other sources than your backup. The possibility exists. Your backups are gone. You need to start thinking about this kind of thing. I think that if we think about this stuff, it helps us prepare better in the beginning and take better precautions, right? So, um, but yeah, so generally speaking, after a ransomware attack, I believe that your firm will probably experience generally days of downtime, if not a couple of weeks. And so what could happen is maybe you've got your email because you hosted it elsewhere. So maybe you're okay with client communications. Your clients are going to get mad because you're not able to get stuff done. The courts are going to be mad because you're not able to go to trials and prepare documents and, you know, and they're going to have to get continuances and so on and so on and so on. Right. These things are all realistic and I've seen them. They've been there. Your clients are going to get mad. They're going to go somewhere else. Your initial consults, (laughs) Forget those. You know, they're going to go somewhere else too. I mean, you can't serve them. What are you going to do? Send them down and say, hey, I can help you, but I can't help you for the next two weeks, right? Maybe, you know, saying that you need to realize 
how serious of a situation this is going to be for your law firm. If you're a small law firm, that hurts, right? If you don't have cash to sustain, by the way, you could be paying your people still at this time, right? Now, maybe you get lucky and find some loophole in your insurance that covers, you know, covers a, a discontinuation of business or something like the cessation of business, temporary cessation, right? Who knows, right? Maybe you get lucky, but you, I mean, you've got staff, you've got bills, you've got all kinds of things, not to mention you're building up more bills by having people work for you to fix this cybersecurity problem, right? This, this attack problem. Hopefully they can just send that right to the insurance company. They get paid from the insurance company. I know that the three times we've dealt with this, um, uh, one with our customer and two with people that weren't our customers that we build the insurance company. It worked out great. Okay. Um, now let's talk about the final concern, kind of the theme of the month, if you will. What if everything's taken care of and then at the end of the game, at the end of the end of everything and you're back to work and the insurance says, we want to do an audit. We want to know if you met the requirements on your application that you said you did. And they do an audit and say, well, this system over here didn't have multi-factor authentication on it. And because it, and you said it, you said that you have multi-factor authentication on all your systems, right? And because you didn't have multi-factor authentication, that enabled the, the cyber criminals to get in and actually do what they did. Maybe they, they, maybe they can prove that. I don't know. And they say, listen, we're not going to pay for this claim. You need to pay us back. Or maybe they do that in the beginning. I, I don't know exactly how that transpires. But if you are not paying attention to the technology and the security that you have committed yourself to, to bind that cyber liability insurance, then it's possible that you could be denied coverage either before they get started or after they get started and have to pay them back. Either one is a nightmare. So it's simple. Okay. Make sure that somebody is looking at your cyber liability, things change. None of this stuff is static. It's not like it used to be. Put a server in the closet and forget about it. We're good. It's not like that anymore. Buy a firewall. We don't ever have to update it. Keep it for years. You know, forget about it. It's just there. It's not like that anymore. All of this stuff changes all the time. Microsoft changed three things that we have to change for all of our customers in the next six months. Just last week, right? It happens. If those changes affect some security posture that was required on cyber liability insurance application and it wasn't paid attention to and you're adhering to what you committed to on the application, you could be denied coverage. Get with me, get with your IT people, have them reconcile. I, I'm doing it for our customers wherever we can now. Have them reconcile your cyber liability insurance application with your current technology and cyber cyber insurance, cyber security uh, software and technology and postures and positions and policies and so on and so forth right now. If there's a variance, fix it right away, okay? Because you don't want to be denied coverage and have possibly what could be the worst possible day and week that your law firm has ever had. Listen, um, I hope this was helpful. You know, I enjoy doing this. This is fantastic, you know, that I get to actually espouse and teach, right? 
but I only do it because, you know, I get support from our, 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 um, our, our, our audience like yourselves, please go all and join our group on LinkedIn. Okay. We talk, I can talk about this stuff till the cows come home, you know, um, on our LinkedIn group, right? Questions, ask them again, search in LinkedIn, no law from left behind, join the group, like the page. Okay. Two different things there, two different actions, join the group, like the page, and then, you know, private message me on LinkedIn. If you can't find this stuff, Jim gas, I'm, I'm right there on LinkedIn all over the place. Right. Um, and so I really appreciate it. Listen, if there's any education that you're looking for from maybe a prior show or something like that, you want to go listen to the podcast. We're on all the podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, you know, Pandora. Oh, yeah, um, we're there. And um, no, and I'm sorry, not Pandora. I think uh, also Amazon where you can you can listen to us on your on your Alexa app for crying out loud. It's great. You know, we're also, if you can find us in um, uh, the reading application, sorry, I can't think of it. I'll think of it in a second. But so you can listen in the car while you're running. I know, boring, right? I get it. But find us on those podcast platforms and listen to the show. Okay. But by all means, please support the show. We really appreciate it. Show your support. Uh, like the comments, uh, you know, put comments and ask questions. I'm here for you. So again, Jim Gass, no law from left behind. Thanks for joining everyone. Start thinking about this kind of stuff today. And if you haven't, put it in your brain, get a hold of me, and uh, and I'll help you out. Thanks again. Have a great week.